the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Come on, everybody say Jesus. Isn't it easy to say that? Oh, but the sick, there's a bomb in Gilead when you call that name. Those who are going through temptations and fighting problems and and that are that are absolutely defeating you please for your sake and in his glory call that name and he will win over that battle with you uh, for you he is the savior of love mercy and grace in the final week of his life Jesus was concluding his ministry on earth and faced death on a cross to redeem us from sin. We can rejoice in knowing that the grave could not hold him and his resurrection power is still changing lives today. As we continue this special week of programs leading up to Easter Sunday, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the message, Eternal Glory. Jesus is preparing to go back to heaven. He came, lived among us, fulfilled his mission, and now he's ready to go back. If you want to keep your Bibles open for just a, just a moment, and you look at the screen also, but notice in verse 1, chapter 17, it says, after Jesus said this, after Jesus said what? Well, he's talking about what he said in chapter 16. He's talking to the disciples and telling them that they're going to have problems in this world. This isn't an easy place to live. They're going to have problems. But he said, your grief, these problems are going to cause you grief, but your grief is going to be turned to joy. Now look at the last verse of chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Now, friend, listen to me. In me, in Jesus, there's no peace anywhere else but in Jesus. He said, in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. So friend, don't get all upset when your trouble comes. Jesus made a promise. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but (laughs) I wouldn't be at all surprised that everybody in here has some kind of trouble you're dealing with. That's because you're in this world and Jesus said it's going to happen. But he said, take heart, I've overcome the world. Isn't that wonderful? Now let's go to chapter 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. He looked toward heaven. In the New Testament, most of the the stance of prayer was looking up. Today we'll look up, but also we'll bow our head. But he looked toward heaven And he prayed. And this is what he said. Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. He looked toward heaven and he prayed. 
He called God Father, Abba Father. He had a relationship with God. He didn't wait until he was about ready to be crucified, until all the troubles were crashing down over his head. He had a relationship with God, and when the trouble came, he was in touch with God, and he could pray and receive help. He didn't need to get prayed up, confessed up, repented up. No, he was already up in God and ready when the difficulty hit him. You see, he only had two more days until he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane, sweats, drops of blood. The police came into the garden, arrested him, took him to Pilate's Judgment Hall. There he had two trials, one a civil trial, one a religious trial. Then they beat him nearly to death with 39 lashes, put a cross on him. He carried it up to Golgotha and was crucified. Now, when he's praying this prayer, he knew what was coming, and he didn't ask God to save him from it. He only had two more days. Father, the time has come. He knew what he was talking about. He knew what time it was. He knew it was time to suffer. This is why he came into this world. And he says this to the Father in the form of a request. He says, Father, glorify your Son. Now, what, what is he talking about? What, what glory is he referring to? Glorify your Son. What is he asking God to do? Well, if you look at chapter 17, verse 5, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. He had an existence before he was born as a babe in Bethlehem and placed in a manger. Before the world began, Jesus was with the Father, and he said, Now, Father, in just two more days, I'm going to accomplish everything. It's all going to be over. Now give me back that glory that I gave up to come down here to earth and to live among men, and then to die. In uh, Philippians chapter 2, it tells the story, as best as man can tell it in human language, how Jesus gave up equality with God. He was one with the Father. He had all the attributes and the, and the nature of the Father. He, he had everything that the Father had, and he surrendered it, he gave it up, he laid it aside in order to come down here. Now, very often we think of Jesus going to the cross and dying on the cross, and we say, that's what he did for me. Friend, let me tell you some things more that he did for you and me. He gave up heaven, equality with God, the abode of angels, the throne of heaven, and made a decision to come down here and to be among us to take on a human body so that he could feel pain, pain in the flesh. He gave all of that up to come. Now, we're going to watch our Savior this morning the best we can with the eye of faith. We're going to watch him leave heaven. We're going to watch our Savior descend a steep that cannot be measured He leaves heaven to come down here. Wherever that place is, where you and I are going to go someday because he left there and came down here so that he can take us back there. I go to prepare a place for you. But he leaves that place and he comes a steep 
that cannot be measured. A descent that began in heaven. A descent so steep. And here he comes, escorted by angels that sing at his birth, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We talk about that at Christmas. But those same angels that brought him here are the angels that also took him back. And he said, two more days. Now glorify me with the glory that I had before you. And that descent begins in the highest heaven with with an equality with God on a level equal with God and he gives it all up. And you and I didn't ask him to do it. He just had so much love in his heart for us. And he begins that descent. And that descent brought him down, down, down to earth to a level equal with humanity. He becomes a man. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh. The Word was made like you and me. Jesus came. But he didn't, that, the descent didn't stop when he got to earth, but on down he goes until he reaches death, and he goes into the grave. My God, why are you doing all of this for me? But it still didn't stop there. The descent goes on down until it reaches Hades into the lowest hell of departed spirits and disembodied people to the very lowest. It says, the song says, the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can tell. It goes beyond, listen, it goes beyond, it goes beyond the highest star. How high is the highest star? He left beyond that and came down to the lowest hell. He just didn't suffer on a cross for us. He began giving up and giving up and giving up and surrendering and surrendering and emptying himself until he became just like us. And he reached us in our lowest place. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, Let's return to the conclusion of today's message. The scripture says after he had been crucified, he rose from the dead and for 40 days he kept appearing off and on to the disciples and talking to them for 40 days. At the end of the 40 days, Luke chapter 24, he leads his disciples and followers out to Bethany and there he talks to them. 
And the scripture says, he lifts up his hands over them like this. And he blesses his church. And while his hands are lifted up, his feet leaves earth, angels on either side, he ascends into the cloud, and he goes back to heaven, and God reinstates him in the glory that he gave up in order to come down here. Blessed holy name forevermore. The last thing. Now, oh, if I could only get that picture, that Jesus has his hands upraised over me, over you, over his church, blessing his church. He didn't take his hands down. He went away with the pronouncement and the upraised hand of blessing. So his hand of blessing is over the church today. He's over every one of you. He's blessing you. He's blessing me as he goes back to heaven. Now, here's the heavenly scene, and I, I want to turn. Well, let me see. I'm going to turn over to Psalm 24. Here's the heavenly scene. Psalm 24, verse 7. Just listen to this. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Now, he's going back in. He's, he's experiencing re-entry. And the call goes out. Lift up your heads, O gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Oh, who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And then it's, it's echoed again. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, the Lord of hosts, Selah. The psalmist used, David used this, this liturgy. Jesus borrowed it. David spoke in prophecy that this is how it was going to happen when Jesus re-entered heaven. There's a military tone here. Notice, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. When, when David would go out to war and to protect Israel and to protect Jerusalem, he would take the Ark of the Covenant with him. The Ark of the Covenant was, was designed by Moses in Exodus chapter 24. It represented, uh, and 25, it represented the presence of God. In the ark, there was the uh, Ten Commandments, the two tablets of the Ten Commandments, and the rod of Aaron, the rod that budded. budded. And, and then over the mercy seat, there were two angels, cherubims, with their wings almost touching each other. And in between was the presence of God. And when God would speak to Moses or to to any of the Old Testament saints, he would speak out of that, that vacuum. There was the presence of God. So they took that ark and they would take it into battle. Friend, when you take God into your battle, can you guess who's going to win? Has God ever been defeated? No. They would take that ark into battle. They would take the presence of God into battle and win every time. And then David, whoever was the king at that time, would gather the spoil 
and then they would take that army of thousands of military armament and they would march back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a walled city. Jerusalem, the city of David. It had gates. And as they were approaching the city, the army, the victorious army coming back, the victorious army, the call would go out way out, as far as the voice could be heard. And the call was this, lift up your head, O gates. Lift up your head, everlasting doors. And they would look, and they would see the king coming. And they would see the ark, the presence of God coming. And they would see the army of victory coming. And they would hasten to open the gates that the king might come in. The king might come in. Now, here is Jesus. He accomplished everything that he set out to accomplish. He won over the devil. He won over your sins. And everything that's defeating you and getting you down and hurting you and taking away your joy and peace, he defeated it. And now he goes back to heaven. And the very angels of God that escorted him when he made that great descent to come down to this earth, now the angels of God take him and escort him back into heaven. And as he approaches heaven, the angels call out, Lift up your heads, O gates, you everlasting doors. Look, the king is coming back. And he's coming back with what he has won. What did he win? He won you. Me. He's coming back. We're in his heart. We're engraved upon the palm of his hand. We're engraved upon his breastplate. He's coming back. Your name is on Jesus today. He literally carried your name. H. Jack Morse is on his palm, on his breastplate, on his shoulder. He carried H. Jack Morse, my name. He carried it right back into heaven. Your name. He carried your name. You're the spoil. You're the one he won. And now your name is there. Only a little while. And He will now carry you to where your name is and you will be united with your name in heaven. This is what he has done for you. This is our Savior and his love. He is restoring. Now today, weary and tired. Some of you have fought battles and it's just taken the life out of you spiritually, physically, mentally. You're tired and you have been sapped, but weary one, call that name. When you call the name Jesus, that name stands for Jesus and everything he has ever done and accomplished, that name encompasses it all. And when you call the name Jesus, every victory, everything, you call that name, he's the victor. So weary one, call that name. Tired and wore out, exhausted, he will give you rest. Sick and ill person, call that name. Call that name. Come on, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Isn't it easy to say that? Oh, but the sick, there's a bomb in Gilead when you call that name. 
Those who are going through temptations and fighting problems and, and that, are, that are absolutely defeating you, please, for your sake and in his glory, call that name and he will win over that battle with you, uh, for you. He is the savior of love, mercy, and grace. What can I say more? What more can I say? I have told you everything that the word tells you. I have told you everything that if you're open and honest, you feel in your heart this morning. He is the victor. He has overcome. He has gone back into the presence of the Lord. Seated at the right hand of God's glory. And everything that he gave up. And oh, did he give up. Give up. Give up to come. Why? For a miserable sinner like me? Yet he came. You try to explain. I can't explain that. Why he would come so far and go so low in order to lift me back up. Now his spirit is within me. His spirit is within you. And when that time comes for you to leave this world, the spirit of God that is within you, Jesus is within you. Jesus cannot be left behind. Jesus is there. And the angels of God that escorted him back into heaven will once again, Jesus in you, the angels will escort Jesus back to heaven again. Friend, you have life now. Don't surrender it. Don't give it up to some little temptation, some little problem, some little setback, some little upset. Don't surrender your joy. Don't surrender your happiness. Don't surrender. Don't surrender. Friend, you're on the winning team. You're guaranteed victory. The results are already in. Just claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now look at the screen and read the conclusion with me. Jesus came to give us life now and life forevermore. Life is a gift from God to all who believe in Jesus and receive him as Savior. Now, friend, we're going to bow our heads in just a moment, but, but I know in my heart, there's a, I know there, there, there's somebody here today that is unsaved. You don't know Jesus. You wouldn't go to heaven today if you died today. The life of, of God's eternal life is not in you. You're not... Happy and enjoying this present life? Now God wants to help you, reinstate you, bring you back. You may have known the Lord at one time, but you have, you have, absolutely, you have allowed it to come in. That which is evil, that which is wrong, that which is false, and you have believed the level's lie. You have believed it. And now you have embraced it. But today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Today is the day of victory. Today is the day of overcoming. Friend, you can keep on living the way you've lived. Thinking the way you are thinking now. You have been thinking this way and living this way for months. Until you humble yourself 
and say, God, I need help. I need Jesus. And repent and tell God, forgive me. Take me in. He'll put his arms about you. He'll, re- he'll embrace you. He'll bring you to his own heart. Friend, my, I, I know there, right now there's something happening right now. Why, why wait another moment? Why wait another moment? The victory has been won. Why are you and your spouse living in defeat? Why are you still yielding and giving in to that temptation? Friend, you are not a weak person with Jesus, but without him. Without him, I won't say you, I'll say me. Without him, I'm an absolute failure. So is everybody else. But with him, I'm an absolute overcomer and victor. With him. We know Jesus returned to heaven and is now at the right hand of God the Father. Yet he is still here with those who seek him and desire a relationship filled with joy and peace. I invite you to reach out to him today through reading the Bible and praying often. And God will fill your life with unimaginable blessings and overcoming power. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.